Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our meditation for this morning is recorded in the 90th Psalm and we read selected verses. A prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You return men to dust and say, Return, O children of men, for a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past, or as a watch in the night. You sweep them away as with the flood. They are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed. In the evening it fades and withers. So teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, that we may rejoice and be glad all of our days. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us through your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. You may be seated. There's an Asian parable about a group of blind men and an elephant. One day, the blind men came across an elephant. Having never encountered one before, they each touched the elephant and began to imagine it. However, each tried to infer the whole elephant from a different part of it. So one of them felt the trunk of the elephant, and he said, the elephant is like a snake. Another felt the leg, and he said, oh no, the elephant is like a tree. A third one felt its ear flap, and he concluded both of them were wrong, for clearly the elephant was like a fan. What a difference perspective can make. It wasn't that their perspectives were completely wrong. The problem was that all of their perspectives were limited. And it was their limited perspective that gave them such a skewed understanding of what an elephant truly was. In our text for today, Moses wants to give us a little perspective about what it means to be human. But in contrast to the initial perspective of this Old Testament lament, Moses wants to teach us how we can gain a bigger perspective, the perspective of the wise heart. Let us then meditate on this theme so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. We aren't told when Moses wrote Psalm 90. It's possible that he wrote it towards the end of the 40 years of wandering in the desert. Remember, the children of Israel had been consigned to those years of wandering because they doubted God and wouldn't take the promised land. And don't forget... 
that Moses was also barred from the promised land because he took credit for giving these grumblers water from a rock. For this reason, the first part of this psalm, which could aptly be summarized, life is hard, and then you die, was probably written during those bitter 40 years of wandering. Doesn't this resonate with all of us? Haven't we all felt like thriving grass in one moment, only to be cut down in the next? How does it feel to know that God will one day say to us, Return to the dust, O children of men? Feels pretty lousy, doesn't it? And yet the truth of the matter is we have no one else to blame. For it's our sins, those we know about and those we don't know about, that injected toil and trouble into human life. It's our sins that merited wrath and destruction. Unless we think that our sins are harmless, Moses reminds us, You have been rebellious against the Lord from the day that I knew you. Brothers and sisters, all sin is treason. Are there any governments that take it easy on those who rebel or those who commit treason? No, they execute them, don't they? If treason against a government is punished by death, how much more so? Treason against the Lord of heaven and earth. All of this is why Moses states, but your wrath, O Lord, matches the fear that is due you. How then shall we live? The world's answer is, make the most out of the time you have left and forget about God. If you can't live forever, make such a mark on this world that they won't soon forget you. If you can't abide by God's commandments, then make up a morality of your own. If you can't stop feeling sad, tranquilize yourself with sex, drugs, and entertainment. And if you don't like who you are, then choose an identity that suits you best. But is this really all that we have left? Isn't there another way can't the God-shaped vacuum in our, in our hearts be filled with something just a little less vapid? Take heart, for this psalm does not consign us to the abyss quite yet. What we need is a bigger perspective. For the fact of the matter is, the Lord has been our dwelling place all along. We don't need to change God's opinion about us. Because Christ has already done that and more. Throughout his earthly life, he met with those on the sidelines of the day-to-day grind. And he gave them hope. Hope for those who had no hope. When he heard about Jairus' daughter, that she was dead, he said she was only sleeping. And then raised her up from the dead. And on the cross, he made this new perspective a reality by turning all the futility, the misery and death of human life into purpose, into joy, and to resurrected life for all. 
This new reality became yours and mine at our baptism. There he not only gave us a new heart of wisdom, but he also enlightened and illuminated us with the eyes of faith. Therefore, you and me who have the eyes to see, see, see and believe. The Lord has been our dwelling place in all generations. And that remains a fact, even when we can only see a wrathful God that we think is hell-bent on our destruction. So what do we do when we begin to doubt and the eyes of faith grow dim? Moses tells us to pray. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all of our days. In other words, pray that God uses the difficulties of this life to teach us to count on him and not fritter away our time of grace in this life. And know and be certain and have every confidence that he will grant you a richer measure of his wisdom, his grace, and the fear of the Lord. For he will make us glad for as many days as he has afflicted us. And he will, and his favor will be upon us. And it will establish the work of our hands. Yes, it will establish the work of our hands. But how can we be certain of this? The reason we can be certain is because it's promised all throughout the pages of Holy Writ. Hear the words of the prophet Isaiah. A bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. And our Lord himself says, Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. For a prayer for increased faith will never be denied. What a dramatic reversal indeed we see before our eyes. We who were once fated to be returned to the dust of this earth, now on account of Christ, we can demand that God return to us with wisdom and grace so that we can weather all the storms of this life. It is this new perspective that gives the Christians peace in this troubled world. There's a story about a gallery that offered a prize for the best painting that would capture what peace truly is. The prize winner, though, was the real surprise, for it showed a raging sea in the midst of a violent storm. Lightning was darting across the sky, and waves were crashing against the cliff sides nearby. So where on the world was peace? You had to look very carefully. For halfway up the cliff, there was a bird's nest. It was tucked in a hollow in the rock. And there in the nest sat a mother bird with two of its small little chicks safely tucked under her protecting wings. This is peace, not the absence of the storm, but safety in the midst of the storm. Lord, you have been our dwelling place through all generations. Amen. Congregation may rise.
The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Guard and keep your hearts and minds in faith through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And let us pray. O Lord, eternal God, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom, embracing Christ and his gospel as your wisdom and your counsel for our salvation. Grant us grace to walk honestly as in the day, that when our last hour is come, we may be found in true faith and godliness, ready to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Amen.